August 15, 1947, uh, the partition forced 14 million people on both sides of the new divide to migrate across the border. This caused ethnic and religious conflict, causing between one and two million deaths. That's a lot of deaths. Wow. Caught in the middle uh, was contested Kashmir. Kashmir is a scenic mountain region located on the border between two countries, slightly bigger than the state of Kansas. Under the partition plan by the Indian Independence Act, Kashmir – I hope I'm saying that right. Kashmir, Kashmir. Kashmir, just like to, a Kashmir, Kashmir sweater. Okay. Kashmir. Kashmir was free to decide which country it would join. Because the majority was Muslim, most wanted to join Pakistan because the Hindu ruler – here we go – Maharaja Hari Singh preferred to yeah, slaughter that. Close preferred to keep the region – yeah, preferred to keep the region independent. Kashmir Muslims weren't happy and started a revolution, later joined by armed tribesmen from Pakistan, uh, northwest frontier Providence. In October of 1947, Harry Singh turned, the, in, turned to India for military assistance. In exchange, he signed Kashmir uh, over to India pending a referendum that would allow the people to vote on the future status of the region. Pakistan did not recognize the letter of ascension as a legal document triggering the first war of India and Pakistan. The fighting continued until the UN put together a peace deal known as the Karachi Agreement, which created a line of control. The line of the control is the de facto border that split Kashmir into two, but the violence still continued. In 1965 and in 1971, there were two more wars that broke out, and thousands have been killed in smaller military conflicts over the years. Both countries had developed nuclear weapons by 1999 when Pakistani troops invaded India, controlled Kashmir, concerning fears of a, concerning fears of a nuclear war. But India won in a ground battle that killed thousands on both sides. For the past two decades, intermittent violence and reports of human rights violations by security forces has continued. Today, both India and Pakistan claim to owe Kashmir enti- claim to own Kashmir entirely, but India currently governs around 45% of the central and southern part, while Pakistan controls 35% of the western part. And meantime, about 20% of the northeastern part of the region is heavily influenced by China. I thought that was very interesting. I did not know that. In 2003, um, the rebels agreed to a ceasefire along with the line of control. Along the line of control, flights previously stopped or resumed, and a new bus service was started between the two border towns. But over the years, both sides have continued to square off, causing each, uh, accusing each of violating the ceasefire and blaming each other for attacks. Hostilities reached a boiling point February 14, 2019. And that's a lot of what this show is going to be about. A Pakistani-based terror group claimed responsibility for an attack involving a suicide bomber in Kashmir which killed 40 India paramilitary police. This was followed by a series of tit-for-tat airstrikes. Pakistan then captured an Indian pilot but released him days later as a gesture of peace. And this is still not uh, yet defeats concerns from the tension between the two nuclear powers have reached the highest level in decades. So that's kind of what's been going on more or less in the history. So you see now that's just the past that couple of weeks. Am I correct well, that yeah. uh, the bombing the bombing was just yeah. in the past couple of weeks, am I correct, as well as the uh, military dogfights? Yeah, the, um, so this, the bombing was on, on Valentine's Day. 
Wow. And the thing about it is, is uh, I just I really didn't realize just how messy Pakistan is. It's really, really, really messy. You know, there's a lot. Looks like they've been. They just can't get along. They're never going to get along. It doesn't seem like it. No, it's about. It's, it's very similar to Israel and Palestine. They will never get along. I'm quite sure. I Ideolo- was, uh, ideological differences. I was looking at You're the uh, report. I was that? looking at the fight that they had with the tit for tat airstrikes that they were talking about, and uh, right. essentially, uh, they said that Pakistan Air Force had ten F-16s for three different air bases. And towards uh, this one sector in India, and the target I, there was a name for the sector, but I, I, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. <laughs> the target, and they and they engaged the Indian Brigade headquarters and army installations. The Indian Air Force scrambled jets to take out take on incoming fighters. It says two MiG-21 sent from Dinagar base went airborne. Uh, and it says MiG-21 Bison managed to reach the spot in time and intercepted one. F-16D with R-73 short-range missile. The F-16D with two pilots ejected within Pakistan. Uh, the MiG-21 crashed in, I guess, Pakistan. Pilot detained. My handwriting's horrible. I apologize for that. Oh, I got a caller. Hang on a second. I'm going to Hang on one second. Hello. Welcome to Wolfpack Radio. Hey, Ann. How are you? Hey. Hey, called. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go ahead and just finish reading this quick thing about the uh, uh, tit-for-tat air fight, and then I'll let you get on it, okay? Okie dokie. Who's this, Mike? And so it's it. Oh, it's Kai. Anyways, oh, uh, hey, now, Kai. That Kai's on, Kai, yeah, now that Kai's on the air, um, uh, I'll introduce him. But basically what happened was they had a, a little squirmish, and shot each other down and a pilot dropped out and the Pakistan people got the pilot but I was trying to do a bunch of research on it and I never did see what happened to the, the second pilot because the article that I uh, referenced here said two pilots ejected. Let me go ahead and introduce Kai real quick. So hey everybody this is Kai Irving. He is my friend he's also the person who designed our intro with the Wolfpack radio which sounds really cool and he's an expert commentator on news so he is also a musician, and uh, I was wanting to feature some of his music on here, but wasn't able to get it downloaded. So, good evening, Kai. How are you? Can good you hear me? Have you. Big yeah. Okay, good. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Like, okay. Hey. So, Big Steve, this is Kai. <laughs> Kai, this is Big Steve. Each other, each other. Thanks for being here, Kai. Hey, Steve. Good to have you. So, Good to meet you, man. I know that you know a lot of stuff that's been going on over here. I just got through kind of reading a basic history to the people who don't know what's been going on, but they've just been fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. It's just like they just can't get along, you know? But when I was researching this, I was really shocked, you know, the weapons that these people actually have, you know? And I, I it could really be ugly. So what do you think about what's going on, Kai, over there? Well, I think it's another proxy war, you know, another 
behind the scenes kind of thing. Um, you got to understand that India, they control pretty much three out of four of Pakistan dams. And, and India, they're, you know, their, their weaponry is pretty much backed by China, Russia, and, and, and back in the day, like early, I would say, I would say mid 2000s, I would say like, you know, 2005, 2006, Israel even made a deal with them and sold them some stuff. And then, uh, and then Pakistan is backed by the United States, whether you want to believe it or not. And as well as far as, and other allied nations like Britain and, and Saudi Arabia. And, uh, uh, it's Pakistan. Using... I did find that out today. I didn't really know a lot about Pakistan. And so I did a lot of research on it today and I was comparing it to the Q drops and see what Q said about Pakistan. And I was like, Whoa, there's a huge connection to Pakistan in the deep state. Huge. Yeah, there's uh comes to when it comes to special interest, let's put it this way. When it comes to special interest, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Right? That's how it's always gonna be, that's how it's always gonna go down. So when you when you look at something like Venezuela, Maduro's not deep state. Uh Maduro doesn't side with, you know, deep state at all. Maduro's backed by Russia. Vladimir Putin and Maduro are friends. Vladimir Putin is Vladimir Putin deep state? No, he's not. Maduro and Vladimir Putin are friends, and they made deals, and the deals with Russia, and the problem being is, is that, you know, the United States is cut out of the oil deal. So they're, so it's, so enter Guaido, who has been trained in Serbia for the past 10 years, to actually come in and, and play the democratic card, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, you know, the, the regime change, you know, we call it our gifted democracy, but in all actuality, it's a regime change. And Guaido's been training in Serbia for this very moment to actually take the take the reins from Maduro. Maduro was voted in by the Venezuelan people. Maduro did not lose the vote whatsoever. And then it was the United States who claimed that Russia rigged the election. We, where have we heard this before? You see what I'm saying? And then and now Maduro's being you know being teamed up against by, by Guaido, who's going around from country to country in South America, putting pressure on Maduro and trying to get the favor right there. So, so in all actuality, if you want to get down to brass tacks, Guaido's the bad guy, party in Ukraine. If you want to get down to brass tacks, the, the rebellion army that rides against the Ukrainian president were the bad guys. While, while everything was you know just another day in Ukraine, all of a sudden, this uprising in 2014 after Joe Biden goes there and John McCain, there's an uprising and then, and then and for a pipeline, for the Crimea pipeline. So it's like everything we see, just like Assad. You know, you have, you have, you have Assad. Was Assad the bad guy in the Syrian war or was it ISIS? And if you say it was ISIS was the bad guy in the Syrian war, then you're saying we were because we're the ones who funded ISIS. You're starting to understand that deep state controls everything outside of the United States. So they literally leak into our democracy, and they use our military and our influence to dictate the world abroad. And that's exactly what you're seeing in Pakistan and India. The same thing. There's nothing different here. You know, and India's not going to put up with it. India, India will be the first to strike a nuke. India will nuke Pakistan. They will not hesitate because as far they they have China's back. 
You know what I mean? India is a fair dealer straight down the middle with everybody else. You know, they even do deals with the United States. They, they don't want, they, they just want what's best for India. And when you start pushing the political lines, India will draw the line and they will fire back at them and they will nuke them. And they won't, and it will be India that lost the first nuke because of this, because they're not the bad guys in this. They just aren't. And I'm not saying Russia's the good guy, all hell Russia. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not for, for any kind of socialist or Soviet Union. I'm not for it, but we're not playing by, we're not playing by the, by the international law. We're not playing by the guidelines in this geopolitical trade. You see what I'm saying? We are playing so dirty right now that it's not even fair. And, and, and uh, Donald Trump knows this. So before people start saying, well, then Donald Trump's deep state. No, you don't understand. You see, because Venezuela is too far gone. So when you, have, when you have a state like Venezuela where people are literally dying, they are starving. I'm not saying any of that's made up. There are people starving. There are people getting ripped off. You know, but this is all made by a civil war that deep state started when Barack Obama was president. In 2014, it was Barack Obama who put the crappy-ass sanctions on Venezuela to get them to starve. And all, all President Trump is doing now is saying, okay, I've got to pick a side and just go with it. And if you, look at the, if you look at Guaido's politics, Guaido would be the easiest to manipulate. In, in, this, in this Venezuelan war, because Maduro is already backed by Russia. There's no change in Maduro's mind. Now, as far as Guaido, Guaido will run with democracy, and, and Trump could possibly turn him into a, another Trump president. But right now, Guaido is not a Trump. Guaido is a deep state puppet who has been trained by the deep state for the past. But with him in power, he would be easier to manipulate by Donald Trump. Donald Trump could get him to see reason more than he could get Maduro to see reason right now. So I think what will happen in Venezuela, the reason why I bring Venezuela in, because it's tied in with Pakistan. I think what's happening with Venezuela, what will happen is Russia will back down. Not like people think they're not going to go, okay, you win United States. No, what they're going to do is they're going to find a common denominator through Guaido. You see what I'm saying? And they're going to find a common denominator through Guaido, put Guaido in, and Guaido will deal fairly between Russia and the United States. And then, and then so forth, then you go to Pakistan. Pakistan will not deal fairly. India is the one that's dealing fairly with the world. But India is part of BRICS. Therefore, India's got to go, right? We've got to dismantle India's, India's economy in order to dismantle Russia's economy and China's economy. India has to play ball, so let's, let's attack them with Pakistan. If that right there, if anything goes off, India's going to start it with it and it's not going to be their fault they're going to have no other choice but to nuke well, they, do have and a, then, they don't they have a, a no first strike in india and that's i know they, they do I, but have you i know they the do media, but they're going to be backed into they're going to be backed in that corner and they're going to have it's yeah. going to be like it's going to be like this it's going to be like this uh 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 carpet bomb you know a carpet bomb in bangladesh or some shit you know what I mean? That just takes out uh, that just takes out a prime minister or a sheik, uh, a high a high level sheik, and then kills them. And they're gonna have no choice but to retaliate. It's gonna be they're gonna get backed into a corner on purpose by deep state. So they'll have to launch. And when they do launch, it will give America and everybody else a justification to to go into India, and and back Pakistan. 
you know, in the, kind of with the Palestinians right now. You see what I'm saying with Israel and Palestine? We literally have people in the house right now saying Israel shouldn't exist. Omar Ilhan, what did they just do today? Omar Ilhan is literally screaming before she was even in office that Israel shouldn't exist. Same with Rashida Tlaib. Rashida Tlaib's a Palestinian. And, and these people are in our house, and they're going to dictate, you know, foreign affairs with, with Palestine and Israel. Cause they are going to cause havoc, and they're going to do it on purpose. Their whole purpose would be to, 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 just, to destroy the United States from the inside if they could take Israel out. And, and people go, well, Israel's, Israel's bad. Good. I kind of agree with with uh, Rashida and and Ilhan when it comes to the way to way the way Israel deals. I agree too. Uh, you know when when Ilhan said that you know the APEC or the you know the OPEC and the APEC or whatever is is you know fraud and their 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 money's dirty. She's absolutely correct. She's not lying. You know, but she's not telling you where she gets her money from. Care. You know what I mean? They're just as bad. They're, it's 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 the secret deep state entities that are funding these people with special interests, and there's going to there'll be times where Ilhan Omar will agree with Donald Trump. She'll say stuff that sounds just like what Donald Trump would say, and people would scratch their head and go, "Well, well, maybe uh maybe Ilhan's a a, a right wing plant, and she's just there to take out the the no. deep state." And, and no, no, it's called special interest. And when special interests meet, you become friends with the person who has the same special interest as you do. And that's just how that's just how geopolitical war works. Have you ever played a game of Risk? Have you guys ever played Risk yeah. before? Have you ever played a yeah. game of Risk and you have your board set up and and you look across the board and you're like, hey, let's take this country out real quick, you know, and me and you, and then we can we'll split this land up and then we'll fight later. Right? You ever you ever do that with somebody in risk? You you team up with somebody and you you vow to take out a country together, and then after you take them out, you say we'll fight each other last. It's kind of like that. That's exactly what these deep state players are doing with these with these small countries, and it's it's going to it's going to it's going to do nothing but wreak absolute devastation. And that's what they're trying to do. It's like a reset almost. They know they've built everything up to its far and high as they possibly can and before the people wake up and get smart to it they're going to cause devastation that resets everything and they'll control the they'll still have full control of everything when it's all said and done and just start over and that's that's what's going to happen here because people in america we're waking up you know people like to say i'm already awake but people aren't people aren't awake to the actual geopolitical facts of what's going on they're awake to the domestic facts with q you have the domestic you have the domestic policy there. You have exactly what's going on in deep state in our own house. Absolutely. But when it comes to what we're doing with foreign politics, they don't they don't mention, you know, some of the evil stuff Donald Trump did already. You know, cuz he did. But it's not it, it's for the benefit of us. When Donald Trump does something, it, even if it it's a catch 22. He's not trying to be evil. Donald Trump's not trying to be evil. He's trying to be a good president for America and put America first. Yes. You know, when deep state goes in, yes. when you have somebody like when you have somebody like George He's Bush, you know, he is. And yeah, when you, you have somebody like George, 
I was watching that thing on Q. I, like I said, I pulled up the Pakistan stuff on Q today and was looking at it. And, you know, he always says, you know, follow the money and follow the timeline. And so I started looking at it. And when you start looking at the America interaction, he was follow the money. So I start watching the money, you know, and I'm I'm looking at these money that we're starting to give them since 1947, which it's like the majority of it goes on supposedly on military. And that's only the documented money. God only knows how many funds, slash funds, and special interest that we don't know about, right? And oh, that yeah, was over $30 absolutely. billion, dollars, $30 billion that's accountable for. And so you could triple Jesus. that at least, you know, if not more. Yeah, so then uh, I started looking at, oh, well, they do this Pakistan Foreign Aid Accountability Act. Then Hillary's all involved, and they have a Temporary Protective Status Act, 2011. But, but before that, the aid was cut in 2010. Oh, and then 2011, guess what? Osama bin Laden's killed. But then they go back, and they, they, they exchange bin Laden. For a continuation of their foreign aid in you know Pakistan, so then like I said, we had the temporary protective status act in 2011. It's just like you can read it; it's just like a playbook. You can see exactly what they're doing. You know, you don't, you know, you're not giving me something. I'm taking my funds back. Okay, give me even less. You get more money back. Do this, you get more money back. It's so obvious. They don't even try to hide it. I mean, nope. a rookie like me myself found that. You know, <laughs> like, gosh, these people are so vile. It, it is. It's 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 a rich man's game. And that's when I, that's when I, uh, like my, every time, every time, uh, a foreign war starts to happen, right. Then all of a sudden one of the leaders like makes a nod towards the United States. And it's, it's, it's because it's because that's our interest. Even if it's a country where we're like, we should have, we have no business being there, like in Pakistan, right? What's the first thing that Khan said when, when, when this conflict started happening? I would like to see the United States be more involved in this, right? It's like, why? You know what I mean? Well, because we have promises. We made promises to them for special interest. And now when, 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 uh, when the rooster, you know, when, uh, when the chickens come home to roost, we have no choice. We have to make good on the promise, and that's exactly what's going on, and Donald Trump's now our president, and he's caught in the middle of these ancient promises, man, and these promises that are just, that are just so evil because of the deals we made even as far back as 1960 in the Cuban, Cuban Missile Crisis. We're, 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 we're paying prices for that now. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's like Donald Trump now has to go, okay, what do I do? Do I let... Do I let an opposition that was created by past deep state puppets just die? You know what I mean? And they're they're just average average Venezuelans, good people. Do I let them just die by Maduro's hands for opposing, or or do I take out Maduro and take a chance? That's the catch twenty two. He put all of us that that Barack Obama, George Bush, you know, Bill Clinton. They put us all into. Just like the catch twenty two with North Korea, you know, and and there, there there might be no making a deal with Kim Jong Un. People think Kim Jong Un and 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 Trump are friends. No, what Kim Jong Un is testing the waters. You know what I mean? How can you trust a president that's only going to be there for another six years? Because I'll give you my nukes, and then what? And then what? You lose your you lose your place, and then a, a deep state guy comes back in, and the CIA takes me over again. You see what I'm saying? That's what Kim Jong Un's thinking. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I can't trust this. I'm. You know. I. You play a hard. Bar, you play a hard bargain here, Trump. Because if I denuclearize, come six years, I could get nuked. 
and that's just that's a, just exactly how that's his thought process right now because we have term limits for a good reason, but we have term limits, and 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 just like every other country, there's a good leader and there's a bad leader, and sometimes we have evil leaders even if the people support it. You know, look at Barack Obama. The people supported Barack Obama, and that man was evil, just evil, and people support him. You know, because he's a He's a smooth talker, you know. Donald Trump's not such a smooth talker, so so people don't like him because they call him a baby. I mean, their biggest, their biggest, their biggest, you know, their biggest grievance with Donald Trump is he's a, he he complains too much on Twitter. That's their biggest grievance. If you look at the statistics of why liberals hate him, not because he's racist, not because he's not because of this. He, they say that a lot, but if you look at the statistics, it's because he tweets too much. That's what they say. His Twitter. He doesn't know when to shut up. And it's like, dude, you don't understand why he's doing this because, because he asked you. He has no other fair media but from, from the actual source, the president himself. If he, said, if he was quiet and just did press conferences through, through uh, CNN, we wouldn't have a fair shake. We wouldn't have a, it, would be, it would be completely biased 100% all the time. And that's what they're trying to do. That's what these news medias do when it comes to places like Venezuela. They know you're not going to fly to Venezuela to find out for yourself. So what they're going to do, what they do is they go, oh, look, you know, uh, weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. We have to go to Iraq. You know, after the World Trade Center falls, we have to go to Iraq. Why? The attackers came from Pakistan. They came from Pakistan and freaking Afghanistan. Why are we going to Iraq? Oh, because Saddam had weapons of mass destruction. That that's, couldn't be farthest from the truth. But it's what we were told, and we all believed it, and we all cheered George Bush on. I know I did. I wasn't awake then, and I was cheering George Bush on to go and kill Saddam go Hussein. Ahead. Go kill right. Saddam. Yeah. And I was, hap- I was happy to see Saddam hanging. He was rallying America, and everybody was playing those American songs, and he was standing on the rubble. You know, with that blowhorn, like, I mean, I was like, kill them bastards, you know? <laughs> I, was, I was pissed, you know? Me, me too. Up. I wanted Saddam dead. I was like, man, that guy needs to die. He muster gassed the Kurds, which was farthest from the truth. And, it, I mean, it, this, is, this is exactly what we get told to push, to push these wars. And every single war that we've been in outside of J- from John F. Kennedy, you know, you had, uh, you had uh, uh, Ronald Reagan who tried to get us out of Afghanistan. He was he was the only president after after John F. Kennedy that didn't want war, the only one. You know, well, yeah, Jimmy Carter too, but Jimmy Carter was forced to withdraw from Venezuela or from Vietnam. He he had no other choice because we lost. We were getting our asses kicked, and it's 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 just like all these. We're just dividing these countries and trying to regime change. That's all Venezuela was was a re- trying to regime change. That's all. Vietnam is is a regime change. Iraq a regime change. Uh, uh, you know Syria. We lost Syria. We didn't win Syria. If we were successful in Syria, Assad wouldn't be president right now. Assad wouldn't be there. But we lost. So a graceful way to say we lost in Syria is to say we defeated ISIS. You get what I'm saying? So when Donald Trump says we defeated ISIS 100%, you know what I mean? That's saying hey we lost in in Syria, y'all. The moderate Syrian rebels, which were AKA ISIS, they couldn't handle it. You know, and we, unless we go in there personally and get in direct confrontation with Russia, then we lost this war in Syria. So Assad won. 
and but we say we defeated ISIS. All we have to do, all we have to do to defeat ISIS is shut down the Obama program because it was Obama's program. Just say, hey, we defeated ISIS. That's all Trump has to say to defeat ISIS. You don't really have to lift a finger to bomb anybody. You just dismantle it, just like al-Qaeda. You just dismantle it. And you say it's no more because in all actuality, everything you see about ISIS on social media was just propaganda, $540 million worth of propaganda. And that's you can look this up. It was $540 million worth of al-Qaeda and ISIS propaganda in 2014, in 2013 and 2014 to fear you into a war in Syria. And that's what you want. <laughs> and that's, that's how these presidents in our news operate. And we, and by the support of the people, we, 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 we bang the drums of war. And we go, they need a new president that will, that will give them a free share. Well, Assad did give them a free share. Assad was a great president. I, I'm like, again, I'm not a socialist, but Assad is. He's, a, he's, a, he's what you call a Wahhabist. Uh, and he, uh, he's a secular Muslim. And, he, he, and Christians lived in Syria. And he didn't care, and nobody cared until Barack Obama became a president, and then all of a sudden everybody cared that there were Christians in Syria, and they were getting slaughtered by a, by a faction that was radicalized by our very own CIA, and they called them ISIS. There on social media, they were called ISIS. Here, when we were funding them and training them, Obama called them moderate Syrian rebels. We need to train these moderate Syrian rebels. We need to train these moderate Syrian rebels. And then all of a sudden you hear in the news, ISIS take convoy and, and uh, military drop. ISIS steals American weapons. Never, never would our military allow a faction to take our weapons. Uh, when, the military, when a military drop happens, our military is there, and if anybody tried to take them, they would get wiped out. They, Obama made our military look weak and defenseless to a, a JV team, and, and he was doing so on purpose. He was doing so on purpose, and, and now we have Donald Trump in office, and the whole ISIS thing is getting blown open, blown wide open. ISIS was funded by Barack Obama. ISIS couldn't beat Assad, so therefore we defeated ISIS, and the, all that's saying is we lost to Assad in Syria from a, from a proxy war that we were trying to do. Same thing in Ukraine. We lost Ukraine. No, we won in Ukraine. We lost in Syria. We won in Iraq, and now we're in Venezuela. Are we going to win in Venezuela? I hope so, because if we don't, then we're going to full confrontation with Russia. Because we need Venezuela, and Russia needs Venezuela just as bad. So unless we can't find common ground with one of these, one of these leaders, we're going to be in full confrontation with Russia. And in Pakistan, in India, we'll never even get to get there. Why? Because I, I'm telling you, as sure as the night turns day, India will strike. They will be forced. They will make India, and they will, have, they will force India's be- hand into a nuclear strike. Yeah, that's going to be really ugly because I went and made a list of all the, like the, what the Air Force has and, you know, who had the, who had the submarines and how many nukes each one of them had. And India has a superior, uh, they have a very decisive advantage over Pakistan. So I was reading um, why this particular group right here being so close to each other is, is so volatile. That I, I I think 
this thing in India and Pakistan may hit before the Venezuelan Kai. Because when I was studying it, they were talking about how – because uh, you know, first of all, look at the history. It's so heated with these two countries. Even if deep state got them fired up, they've still been going at it for so long now. And uh, they're, they're both so deep-seated in their religion and their nationalists, and they're both robberies in that. Plus, with them being so close to each other, it's really hard to disengage from a crisis. It's right there, face-to-face. And then, of course, like we're talking about, you got the non-state actors with their own agendas. They're going to instigate crisis, obviously. But then uh, because the India is so superior, India is so superior, uh, and their, their militaries are so unevenly matched that this conventional war is going to probably out of the question. So that's going to put Pakistan on the defense. And then they'll feel like they have to strike with attack of nuclear weapons uh, or chemicals of uh, weapons, you know. And so this could be really our third world war right here, I, and before Venezuela even. This could be now. I mean, they're really trying to start some crap. They had the thing today about this fake. Uh, I don't know. It was really hard to find the research on this because it was all in uh, foreign language. But from what I can it gather, is, it is. today they were reporting a submarine, and they're saying that it's an Indian submarine, and India's like, no, no, it's not our submarine. They're lying, you know. Trump got old photos and stuff. But uh, they're trying to really start some crap, you know, like quickly. So yes, I don't and know. It, 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 it's it's Pakistan. India has almost two hundred. They both do. Yeah. yeah, between the both of them, they they can they can cause. That can cause mass havoc in in South Asia. I'm telling you, they will completely they will completely devastate the region, and uh, it's and it would just be yep. It would just be it would just be it would just be a, a, a domino fall from there. Then I'm telling you, if 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 because Venezuela can go at any time too, but so can Iran and Israel. But I think Iran and Israel will come if they can get Venezuela to jump. Or if they can get Pakistan and India to jump. Once that happens, once that happens, then India, then Iran and Israel will go into Iran and just lay waste to Damascus, and that's going to be totally prophetic. And then you'll have China. They're not going to sit back anymore. They'll invade Taiwan. If you, if like nobody's paying attention to China and Taiwan right now, it is hot there. And China, they'll freaking go into Taiwan and just take Taiwan back because they need it. They need it back. And then when that happens, Russia, they're just going to go right into Poland. And Russia is just going to take all of the EU. And Russia will not be stopped once they go into Europe. I'm telling you, Russia is powerful enough to take out all of Europe just to take out the EU. Britain will be no more. It's just, it's just what will happen. And then we'll have Starting a whole different ballgame. Oh, scary times we're in, it, isn't it? It is. It is. It's pretty. It's 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 just like every. It's it's almost like planned. You know what I mean? I'm looking at it's almost like it was planned this way. Yeah, I'm looking. Well, almost always look at the Bible. I, uh, well, I guess it was <laughs> essentially you know long ago. But I was looking at the globe today and trying to you know get a real grasp on the story and where you know where everything's located and where they're coming at, trying to visualize these wars and stuff. And uh, and I was thinking about what I read about where it said the radioactive fallout will be across Eurasia and beyond Eurasia. That's huge, you know. That's huge. And I'm like, just uh, in those two regions with the Pakistan's Indians, that's over 1.6 billion people, and that's just right there. So I mean, that's oh my gosh, Eurasia is so crowded, so many people, you know. And yeah, it would be so devastating. We talk about a lot of deaths, and then it would affect us too with the Red Summer and the radioactive fallout and. Uh, you know, it wouldn't hit us. I don't think you know. Obviously, not at first as bad as them. You know, but what would it cause? Like tidal, could even cause tidal waves and 
tsunamis and just, you know, climate change, all kinds of crap, you know. Yeah, and you can't, you can't, horrible. you can't roll out, you can't roll out a Russian strike. And I don't think Russia would strike the United States, you know, directly. But I do think they would detonate a nuke like 200 miles off the coast of New York or Florida. You know what I mean? And cause a cause a massive, you know, 9.0 earthquake in California or something, and just a huge tsunami that just takes out coastal cities. You know, best way to do, best thing to do would be to be to detonate a nuke like 200 miles off of uh off of uh Southern California coast, take out Camp Pendleton, and then bring in your navy. That would be that would be that would be, and then when you do that, rush the border with rush the border with a mass refugee army that's just amassing at the border. We'll have them wait there. You know, act like they're trying to get in, but in all actuality, they're just building tent cities until the time until the time comes to strike. You know what I mean? Because Venezuela and all these, and, and, and Guatemala and all these people that are leaving these, leaving these countries coming here, you know, they're, 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 they have cell phones. They're wearing shirts and, and most of them are men. And we all say it. They're, they look like fight, middle-aged fighting, fighting age men coming here. Where's all the women and children? Where's all the women and children? We always say it. And they're amassing at our border, and I'm telling you, all they have to do is nuke Florida or or hit hit California, and have the have the hundreds of thousands that amass at our border just rush right towards our border, take out any citizen and anybody in those regions. You know, you'll have you'll have American patriots firing back, and when that chaos is going, you bring in your you bring Russia. You know, Russia brings in their navy. China brings in their navy. I mean, this could all very well be possible. And I've been saying this on Resistance Radio. I've been saying this for a while now, and I've been telling them I should take the map of the United States of America and put a red dot on every bit of land that the government owns, and there is no west. I mean the whole west coast is just completely owned by the government. It's all red. You know that. Oregon, all the way down. California is all red, 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 all owned. Well, that's why um, LaVoy Road, right? Yep. And that's so, why LaVoy um, took I, his ride. When I went over this high. You know, you see this stuff all the time. So you're, you know, you're used to this because you're from California and you're around people. I'm a country person, all right, from Texas, Southern Texas. So when I, you know, went to Vegas and and around there, I was really shocked. I was shocked at how many Chinese-looking people there were. Okay, everywhere. And I was like, like maybe like 15 out of 20 people. You know, so it was a huge majority. And I noticed that even the captions of 2012 at the bottom of the TV of our hotel was even in Chinese. You know, and I thought, what? kind of strange i've never seen this much of a population like you know everywhere before you know and so then when i went back again this year i noticed it even worse you know and then i you know started doing some research on all the land that the chinese how much money we owe them and you know like like they were all involved with the you know the bundy thing with the uh land beside the bundies and everything were sold to the chinese so they're all up in our business and then I started noticing how they're buying all these, actually buying a port in Australia, you know, and taking over all these other little places. And I'm like, damn, you know, we're being invaded by the Chinese to be easily come in. So all they have to do is come in and, you know, like you said, take out California or do something. And I said, and they've got that whole western part of the United States to take over and have a stronghold in, you know, with low population density also if you get rid of California, you know. And uh, so then I saw that happening already, and I've been saying that for years. And now they're coming up, like you said, flanking us from the bottom. You're coming up from the bottom on us. 
we've got you in on the top. I mean, can't everybody see that we're in a damn kill box right now? Is, well, like, yeah, we're, know, we're here, completely outnumbered. Look at Venezuela, but you know what? Don't don't look at America. Don't don't look at our borders because we're being invaded. I wonder if people been, realize I've that. I've been with my militia for, for my family, my militia right now three days a week in San Antonio, Texas, away from my family. Three days a week for the last three weeks, and have two more weeks scheduled solid. That's how intense things are going. I mean, we're putting the pressure on militia. You know, amping up training. You know, getting everybody in line. You know, working on accuracy. I mean, we may be having a, fight, a, a serious fight here. You know, here in, in California, South Thirty Five Quarter. Here in Southern California, I, I, I'm actually from a rural city too, called Temecula. Right, Temecula, California. It was a dirt. It was a dirt mound in the middle of the high desert. Nobody lived here at one point. It was just, it was country through and through as well. And uh, we have our own way of living here. I mean, we're we're a red city. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, this that, this was this was back in the early '90s. But then it it turned into a city. And it was a be- it's a beautiful city, right? But uh, all of a sudden, come 20, I'd say 2012, 2013. You, my eyes started opening even more, and I started realizing that there were a bunch of Syrians, a whole bunch of Syrians, right? And then uh, uh, I went to my stepson's prep rally, right? And it, it was it was his fifth grade prep rally, and this was 2014. And uh, they the the principal announces Spirit Day. We're having Spirit Day, so everybody wear red, white, and blue, and you know what I mean, because we're a red city. Right, and there was a whole row of Muslims, man. I'm telling you, and they just started hissing. They're just like, <laughs> like, like doing that, you know, because we're having Spirit Day, and everybody show your pride for red, white, and blue. And they're just like, <laughs> and I, I turn around, and I'm like, and I, I just, I'm, I look straight dead into the mom's eyes, wearing hijab and everything. I look straight into the mom's eyes. I turn around, and I just go, America all loud and I just you know and everybody starts laughing right and then but uh, it was a whole row of them and then I go out into the parking lot and sure as shit man they, they are flooded in my kids school parking lot just flooded and I'm like wait a minute where did they all of a sudden come from and you know last year it didn't look like this in 2013 it didn't look like this but in 2014 all of a sudden it's a whole bunch of Muslims in my city, I'm like, how is this possible? Where are they coming from? Why do they have nice cars? Cars, you know, where did they migrate from? You know, and and uh, that's where that's where I started doing like my real extensive research, and we found that they were getting IDs, a driver's license from the DMV in California, and they were getting passports, and they and they were getting uh, uh, stipends to go buy cars. They were getting free houses, literally nice two-story homes in our neighborhood. They were getting it for free, y'all. Like shit that – like they, they, they took these – the bank took this from one American family who couldn't pay for it in 2008 and ended up going homeless and, and foreclosing on their home, and they gave it to a Muslim family for free. That's it. And this is exactly what they were doing. This was this was this was uh, uh, Barack Obama's cultural enrichment plan. Remember when he says we need to add culture to white neighborhoods, 
This was his plan, and this is what he was doing, and we got completely outvoted. All of a sudden, our city council turned all color. And I'm not racist. Don't get me wrong. One of my favorite city councilmen is a black, is a black lady, and she is good, but she is a Republican through and through. She is just good and, and, and knows and has common sense, but the rest of them were all all of a sudden like Muslim. You know what I mean? And I'm like – and I would go to my city halls, and I'd be like, Where, what happened to Matt? What happened to Matt? You know, uh, I can't remember his last name, but a bearded man, and he was just one of the best councilmen we had too. Gone, voted out. You know, and I I wasn't paying attention to local politics. I wasn't voting local. You know what I mean? When when our ballots would come, and I'm like, holy shit, how did this happen? And now we lost fucking Orange County. Orange County was a red city, and we lost that to this very same fraud. And if people don't start lit waking up. To this, and they, they, they don't understand how big of a national emergency this really is. We're being overran. We're being over. We're being taken over by by foreign enemies who want us all dead. And the, the time will come. They'll flood our southern border. They they're amassing there now. They, if you if you look at uh, if you look at uh, what do you want to call it? If you look at uh, Tijuana, Tijuana. I used to be able to walk back and forth, no problem. Just walk back and forth. If I go into Tijuana, I'm a dead man. And it's a bunch of fucking uh, Syrians and Iraqis and 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 Guatemalans and and Turkish people. And it's just a bunch of it's a uh, it's a cesspot of our enemy amassing at our border and just sitting there. They were hoping they could just flood right in and 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 rest comfortably until. Until it's time to pop off, but this is the sleeper cells that that my father warned me back about in the 90s, and and I'm telling you, they're amassing at our border right now, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of them, not 10,000, not 2,000, hundreds of thousands of them are hidden in the cities of Tijuana and right outside of El Paso and right outside of Corpus Christi, and they're hiding in these, and they're just fucking spread out. And when the time comes, when we get attacked. You know, or they launch an EMP, or they do something, or they decide to all just attack at once, and that's what they're going to do. We are completely surrounded. The only thing stopping it is the armed American patriot. We're the only defense we got left. We're the only thing stopping it. Once they disarm us, oh, we're done. We, we might as well just we might as well just dig our own graves, build our own guillotines. I'm they telling will you, never you cannot, disarm us. They, over my dead fucking body. And that's how we are here in Southern California, all the red cities in Southern California. We are rebelling against the sanctuary state of California. We are giving Gavin Newsom the worst time. He may come on – you guys may see him coming on TV all pompous, and we give our money to refugees and stuff. I'm telling you, what he's saying on TV and what he's doing in real life are two separate things, are two separate things. You know what I mean? He's scared shitless of us right now. He even had to come down into into Southern California like yesterday because he knows he knows he's fucking up. And and he's gone. He's gone twenty twenty, he's gone. We're telling you, or twenty twenty four, he's gone. You know what I mean? Or even sooner because of all the crimes that they're committing. But I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, we are completely surrounded and the only thing we got left are a hundred million to 150 million armed American patriots who will not 
allow a United Nations Global Police Force or United Nations International Law take hold country, and that destroys their whole agenda. See, because every other nation just bowed. You know, Britain bowed down and handed over their guns and, and is giving to the cultural enrichment. Then you got France. They bowed down and handed over. They, they regret it. Look at them. They're regretting it now. You know, are we going to do the same thing? Hell fucking no. See, because Americans, we are born of a different cloth. We are a different breed here. We're not, we're not, a, we're not a bunch of Scottish men. We're not a bunch of Irish men. We're not a bunch of European, English cucks. I hate to say it about them, but they're cucks, and we're not like that. We were born of rebels. We descend directly from the most dangerous men that ever walked this fucking earth, and, and that, will, that will rise again. That, that, that bloodline will swell within our bodies, and we will, we will do what we have to do in order to defend this land. So I have hope in that. I find my faith in that and my hope in that because I know, I know that um, the American people are bred of a different cloth. We're not 100% Scottish. We're not 100% Irish. Not all of us are 100% English. Not all of us are 100% Slavic or, or, or Icelanders. We are a mixture of warriors. We had warriors come here and rape warriors. I hate to say it like that, but you know what I mean? If you want to get, it, you know, we Cherokee blood and Apache blood and, and Navajo blood mixed with, mixed with the, rebellious, the rebellious Christians that came here. That's a dangerous breed. And, but, we're, but, we're, but we're of good repute. We're righteous people. We're a holy people. We, we, we follow the cross. We follow, we follow, not all of us, but we follow the cross and we follow our, our colors. We, we stand for our, our men and we know what's right. And we do what's right always. We always try to do what's right. We, we follow the law, right? We're a peaceful people, but we are the most dangerous. That's why, that's why there's a full assault going on with us right now, family. A full-on assault against the American patriot. Why? Because you're the most dangerous, and they know it, and they know it. And so they need you gone or disarmed to make it as easy as a transition for them as possible to take over the United States, but it ain't going to happen. And I, that I have faith in. That I have faith in. When it comes to geopolitical war, though, family, I don't know. I can't tell you because it's all bets are off. We've allowed it to go so long. I'm, I can't say we can stop a world war. I can't say Donald Trump can 100% stop a world war because of all the special interest in backdoor deals we've and already glad, done. I'm really glad that you brought that up because the song that I, actually what you were talking about about America being strong really fits in with the song I was going to play for breaks. That made me very happy. I'd right into that. We could have better. <laughs> but uh, I'm really glad you brought up Donald we're going to take a five-minute break, but we kind of, I want to, that's what I want to discuss. I know that he's foaming at the mouth. He's like, we're just quiet. So he must really like you. He was by this long. But I know because he's foaming at the mouth to you and what's going on and what 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 do you think that you can do? And that's what I like to talk about when we get back because I, I've been under the feeling like they've got a plan and they can stop this before it escalates. So, you're the expert. I wouldn't even know about Q. Well, Steve didn't know about Q until me. I didn't know about Q until you. So we actually have our little Q family here, and Kai is the 
the granddaddy. <laughs> you created a monster, so you got me turned on with your videos. Oh, oh. Gee, that's how I got turned on. I think I think Q created the monster, man, and and opened up eyes. I mean, I have people who are conspiracy theorists around me that I never I, I call were conspiracy theorists, but you know, looking at this in a whole different light now because of the QA on movement. And you know what's good yeah. about it? We'll take a break and we'll get back to it and I'll explain. Yeah, we'll get back to it. Okay, so we're going to take a five-minute break and then we'll be right back. So y'all stay tuned and enjoy the music. The first song is by Krista Branch. I actually had a chance to meet her and her whole entire lovely family. And uh, she sings, I am in America. And then Jay Wilde's uh, Where We Go, When We Go All, which is a friend of Kai's. And we'll be right back.
so much more openings for you guys so so you don't always have the same one i'll have i have so many people i have a bunch of actors that come into my studio 
like, you know, low end, low end actors, unheard people, but they have great voices and they'll do the, they'll do the Wolfpack review. You know what I mean? (laughs) This, this is Tom, this is Tom Chardon. You're listening to Wolfpack radio. You know what I mean? And it's it's just, they'll do, they'll do all those. I do check my messenger like 15 times a day. I wonder if Kaz in the intro. I wonder if Kaz in the intro. I get excited. That's pretty good. Now he, he did this one in like about three minutes or two minutes. I mean, he made it yeah, so fast. Yeah, I'll make you guys like, a better one. Do one like this, you know. I was like, holy crap, you know. <laughs> really appreciate it. Hey, Ty, when you were talking about the, the when you were talking about the Syrians, it, it seemed to just yeah. suddenly and, and it and I can tell and, the difference so, between the the the, the national, nationalities. I can tell the difference between an Iraqi and a Syrian. I can tell the difference between a Mexican and an Iraqi. I mean, a lot of people can't. You know what I mean? Look at the Mexicans. You know what I mean? I'm like, that's not a Mexican, man. That's a, that's that's an Iraqi. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can I can definitely point one out. You know what I mean? And it's it, it, right, it's scary. Right. But anyways, you were saying. It, well, there is a video going around, and you may have even seen it. It is local for me. I live five miles from uh, this site. But what it was there was. Uh, I think he kind of alluded to the fact that he was a pastor. I'm getting hearing a lot of feedback. Sorry, I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'm in a restaurant right now. Let me walk out. I had to go and get oh, a burger. Okay. All right. Uh, so you were saying mute real quick. Anyway, uh, there's a video and it is uh, seems to be going viral, and it is set right here in my hometown of Charleston, West Virginia. And of all places now, I mean, we we are presidential as red as you can get. In fact, President Trump enjoyed his largest margin of victory here in West Virginia as he did anywhere. But uh, anyway, this, this pastor's little video clip he did, he was at one of our downtown housing projects. And I can say that in Charleston, West Virginia, they're pretty nice. And uh, this is this is the hood. But what they've done, they they tore down all the old housing uh, apartment buildings and really built nice new townhouses all over downtown Charleston for for our low-income housing. So what they are doing now that this man reported, they are moving black and white families out out of one one area. Uh, And now this is his words, to substandard housing. Now, that's, you know, unverified by me. But what is verified, uh, they're finishing building a lot more units. And between the units that they've run the black and white families out of and the new units that they're, they're in the process of completing, they are to move in 321 Syrian refugee families in Charleston, West Virginia. Just absolutely blows my mind. No. Uh, that's true. They're going to that's that's they're going to tear down a funeral home two blocks away from this uh, housing uh, place and build a new mosque to accommodate them. There are millions and millions fair dollars going to fund this, and it absolutely makes me sick. And it's it's just it was just all part of that. Now, if you look back, like I said, back in 2013, 2014, Obama told everybody what the plan was. 
that that it was time to right, we've mix known about the cult. It. We, we've and known it, about it, it almost that long that they're coming. And and all all it is is it's they they fed us vaccines. They sterilized us. They they poisoned us. And they're 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 making us fat and lazy. And then they're putting in they're putting in people from third world countries who will just breed like fucking crazy. You see what I'm saying? And just outnumber us eventually. And in 10 years, that's why you have all these people now also pompous and cocky. You have all these people pompous and cocky saying, in, in 10 years, America won't be a white country anymore. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's like we're like bull fucking shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm not, like, like I'm saying, this has nothing to do with being racist. This has everything to do with the, the, the cultural enrichment that Barack Obama put in. He was the racist. He was the one trying to do the white genocide. He's the one who, who he's the one who used ISIS to uh to uh kill Yazidis. You know what I mean? And Yazidis are blue eyed Syrians. You know what I mean? And he's the one who killed the Christian Yazidis and, and was doing the genocide in the Middle East. And this man this man wants you and me dead, brother. That's just, that's just uh, that's how right. it is. He just wants us dead. And and people need to start people need to start waking up to the fact that we are under a fucking assault. Excuse my language. We are under assault. Big time. Big time. No, there's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. All you have to do is walk into Minnesota. Minnesota, man, where the Vikings play. Remember? Minnesota. My cousin plays for the Vikings. It's no longer, it's no longer Minnesota. It's now little Somalia. And it's just how it is. And it's just what they did. You, if I go to Irvine, it's no longer Irvine, California, where Irvine, we're in the Orange County, in the OC, where, dude, gnarly, dude, Newport Beach, dude. It's no longer that. It's now Asalaamu Alaikum, every store you fucking go to, excuse my language, and you walk down to the mall, and you're, you're surrounded by people in hijab and, and burqa. And, 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 and I'm telling you, our city, Temecula, Marietta, Hemet, Cal- uh, uh uh, Lake Elsinore, we won't allow it. We we pushed them back. They tried to dump off in 2014. They tried to dump off uh, like 10 busloads of them here. And we pushed it back, and we keep pushing it back, and we keep pushing it back. And we're like, no, but it's still happening. They're still trickling in, just not as fast as they did in Irvine and Los Angeles and, and in Orange County. But they're still trickling in, and we're seeing it now. And it's like, okay, so they just bust them somewhere else, and they just came where they were supposed to go. You know, and they, they reported where they were supposed to be. And they, they, they are literally staging armies around us in our own country to activate when the time is right. See, they'll be modest. What was that? The commander, Dan Coleman, I think his name was. He was a commander, and he said, he said the Muslim will be, will be passive when they are when they are when they can't outnumber you and then they'll grow up to your stature when they grow up to your stature and numbers or they outnumber you then they will kill you that's just what they do they are passive until they gain in numbers and once they outnumber you they will kill you because there's no god but allah to them and you are an abomination that's just how it is you know what i mean and it's it's that's just where we are. They're they're starting to they're starting to gain in numbers. They're getting more pompous. They took control of the Congress. They're taking control of places in our local governments. Care is all over the place. You know what I mean? And we have to we have to fight it back. 
we have to fight it back now. And if yes, we don't, if, if we don't win the house back in 2020, if we don't win this election, every American better find their, their weapon and they better take to the streets and they better start marching because that's what, that's going to be their last stand. Because if they just say, okay, we'll just win in 2028 or 2024, we'll just win in 2024. You, you don't have till 2024. They're going to, they're going to kill you. They're going to put you in FEMA camps. They don't want you here, man. And it's just what people got to realize. And the people and the, the Nancy Pelosi's and the Adam Schiff, they're deep in the pockets of these people, you know, and they're promised. And you think that they're not going to have uh, the sword turned on them after it's all said and done. Of course they are, but they think they're going to have some kind of a high seat in this new world order. We're going to have some kind of a high seat. No, you're going to be killed just like everybody else after you do their bidding. You friggin' idiots. You know what I mean? And it's, they're evil people who who uh, who take money from the highest bidder. They'll take money from right. the highest bidder, and then they'll do their interest. And that's when Q came in 2017. Then all of a sudden Q came, and that's when everybody um, everybody uh, who was scattered abroad the internet, just trying to find the truth, all of a sudden became a unit. And that's what Q. That's why Q is so dangerous. You know, you had anonymous, but you didn't have you didn't have people. You didn't have you didn't have uh, CNN threatened by anonymous. You didn't have CNN threatened by them. They didn't, you know, they weren't like, oh, let's demonize anonymous. Why are they demonizing Q? I'm telling you, I'll tell you why. It's because anonymous was a controlled oper- operation, like March on Wall Street. And then you find out who, who most of the people on the March on Wall Street are, a bunch of Bernie Sanders supporters and Hillary supporters. You know what I mean? It was a controlled op. Now you have, now you have Q. Uh, 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 a faceless movement, a faceless leader, like Spartacus almost, a faceless leader. Nobody knows who he is. Nobody knows. They can guess. They can, they can say it's President Trump. They can say, but they don't really know. And they have this, this where it brought all the conservative and libertarian truth seekers together in one unit. And then where we go when we go all. And all of a sudden, we're all on Twitter together in a unit, and they see the statistic, and they're like, "Oh shit!" And it started off at it started off as 800 of us, and then it turned into 1,600 of us, and then it turned into 3,200. Now we're 100 million worldwide, and that threatens their very survival. And all of a sudden, now now we have yellow jackets with cues on their backs marching through the streets, fighting their own police. You have yellow jackets fighting in in Britain now because it's 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 time. This is it. This is our last stand. And if we do not take it back from the, from the deep state, we are all going to lose our lives. We're going to lose everything we've worked for, everything our founders worked for. We're going to lose it all. And Reagan was right. You know, he said, what did he say? He said that socialism and communism is just always, is always just one vote away. Just one vote away. And we can't allow it. You know, it's got to, you, you know, it's got to plan, though. You know, you're talking about he Venezuela and you know, everything going on. But Trump's been working with all these generals and has a strategic world plan and moves and counter moves and already knows pretty much what people are together and what countries are together and usually anticipates exactly. the next move. Well, sometimes, so like, if you, read, of, if you go back and read some of – if you go back and read some of Q's. If you go back and read some of Q's, uh, Q's things, you'll see where, where 
where the Dem- Democrats counter moved, right? And he's like, dang, right. good move, Dems. Now expect a counter now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because here's the thing. When you, when, you set up a, when you set up a chess board, I can play any gentleman chess, and, and with my ego, I do have a little bit of an ego, but with my ego and my knowledge of the chess game, of the game chess, I can sit there and go, I'm going to win this. And I'll tell you in how many moves I'm going to beat you. I'll, I'll go, I'm going to win this chess. Like, I'll sit down with my son, and, you know, it's my son. You know, he's not very knowledgeable in the game of chess, but I'm teaching him. And I'll, I'll sit down, I'm going to go, I'm going to beat you in six moves, dude. And he goes, six moves? Yeah, right. I'll go, I'll go okay, now I'm going to beat you in four. And he hates it because I do, because I do. And he goes, he goes, how do you do this? I go, because every move I make, I know the move you're going to make when I make it. I know exactly I'm going to draw the guy I want to draw out just so I can maneuver around that move. So when I make a move, you're going to make a move. And the move I anticipated that you were going to make in the first place, I already have in my head, I already have five other moves for it. So you can't, I'm all in order to beat me in this game, Andrew, I tell my son, in order to beat me in this game, son, you have to know that when I make this move, the move I just made, there was a reason for it. There was a reason for that move, and there's five other counters I have for this move when you move to counter that move. And I'm on. If you don't already have a counter for the five counters that I have for your counter, then you're done. You already lost the war, kid. Now, when you have two chess masters playing, the game can go on for hours and hours, and that's exactly what Q is doing. Q is playing chess with some very, very, very smart, deviant, evil bastards. And these people are smart. They're not stupid. You know, Q will say these people are stupid, but those are the puppets. You know, I'm sorry, but when I move a pawn, my pawn's not a very smart piece. It's just stupid, right? It's the person controlling the pawn that's not stupid. You know what I mean? And then, and then, yeah. So, yeah, the people are stupid, but the people he's playing chess with are not. And that's why there's always moves and counter moves. So when it comes to a geopolitical, when it comes to domestic policy, I'm telling you, we're going to wipe out deep state here. They're, they're, they have no more control here. They're losing it all here because we're winning bigly, bigly. That's what so you're seeing. And when you get this worldwide uh, war. That's, that's, that's my problem is there's so much that was so entrenched in it that I don't know if we can. I don't know if it's already too because late. I've, so you know, I'm reading this stuff, and it's talking about, well, you know how he's uh, been going after the traffickers, and it says follow the pen, and the pen says, you know, follow the executive orders. And you start looking at the executive mm-hmm. orders, and he's making all these moves on the human trafficking, and right alongside that is the executive order to freeze all their assets, you know? So I'm thinking this is a huge play right here because if he's already came in without our knowledge, which I believe he has done a lot without our knowledge, and frozen all these people's assets, he may have tied up the cabal so much that they're turning on each other because, you know, like Hillary Clinton can't play back all the money that Saudi Arabia gave her for the election, you know? And so then that makes people change their alliance because all of a sudden this person can't help them anymore, and that's all they're after is who can help them and who can make deals and counter deals. And so I'm wondering because there's so much that we don't know that's happened. You know, like we don't know whose assets are froze. 
we don't know how that's affecting different plays that they normally would have made that obviously Q knows, you know, but we don't know. Also, like the uh, uh, like the Saudi princes, you know, taking all of them out. Those the, they were all part of that chess game you're talking about, you know. So he's been setting this up for a while now. So the whole time that these last few years that they're saying, oh, Trump's not doing nothing, you know, yeah, <laughs> he's setting up the chessboard. Oh yeah, this, you agree? this game. Yes, this game I think has been going on since nineteen. I would I would I would have to say nineteen ninety nine, maybe even a little sooner. You know what I mean? I think JFK was supposed to be the helm. Uh, JFK Jr. was supposed to be the helm of this game, not Trump, the guy doing this, not not Trump. And then when they took JFK out, they that was like, oh shit, we need a counter now. We need a counter. And it took, and it and then it was move after move after move after move, and we're countering and countering and countering and countering. And then all of a sudden we're like, okay, bring in our bring in our bring in our our queen pawn, which is which is Trump. You know what I mean? And I call him the queen pawn because, you know, uh, the king is worthless. The king, the king is you're, – you're protecting the king. The king is the deep state, right? So you bring in your king, your queen pawn, which is Trump. And then Trump now is the one making all the, the huge – the huge angle moves like the executive orders and the, and, the, and, the, and the withdrawals from wars. And now we have the full – now we have full control of the board, which which – the past 50 years, we really didn't. We didn't have control of the board. We were supposed to have control of the board before 9-11, and then 9-11 happened. You see what I'm saying? 9-11 wasn't, was supposed to be adverted with the, with the, uh, with the New York Senate being, being JFK. You know, that was, a, that was a chess move, putting JFK Jr., and we won't have a 9-11. But instead, Hillary got it, and what we do? We get a 9-11. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. And I think this battle's been going on. And I, I just, I just think, uh, I think Q is has been in it for a long time, and I think Q is a legitimate player somewhere up there, and maybe even Trump himself, who knows? But has been in this fight for a very, very, very long time, and knows and knows the counter moves to every move. And then when they when they make a counter move, Q tells you this is okay. This is what they just did, so we're going to do this, 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 and this. Uh, expect the response forthcoming. Right, and we're like, oh, something big's gonna drop. We don't know what they're gonna do because I don't even think Q knows the move. They just know they're gonna do this, 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 or this. But they have to, they have to, they have to cipher the counter moves for every move they make. So they're like, okay, we could do this counter, but if we do this, they're gonna do this. We could do this counter, but if we do this, they're gonna do this. What's the least? What's the least amount of damage? Right, and then when they finally make their move, then they go, okay, now expect false flags all fucking week. You know, let me excuse my language. All week, expect false flags, right? And and then they, then you have the deep state counter. But here's the thing now: deep state only has so many plays left because of our moves, because of our executive orders, because all the moves we made. Now they're limited on a scope. They don't have much anymore, guys. So what happens? It's the same things now. It's not so devious anymore, is it? It's the same. Exact moves, false flag, lie in the media. Oh, I didn't even go to the store. I got to go to the, I got to run and go get, grab. Let's eat first and I'll go. And then they go, they go, false flag. Throw the race card out there. Throw this out there. And it's the same moves over and over again. And we see it now. And we're like, they just did it. We, 
aren't they going to get past this already? And you even have people now like Tucker Carlson saying this. Like, aren't you guys getting tired of the same old, the same old arguments, the same old stuff, the same old moves? Because it's all they got left. They really got nothing much left. And that's why we'll win. We'll win domestically. But when it comes to a foreign war, I can't, I can't, because there's so much, there's so many interests at play. There's so many players outside of the realm of the United States that it's hard to, for, it's hard for me to, to be able to cipher through, siphon through it and go, oh yeah, we'll be able to get out of this. Okay. I can't promise that. I can't because uh, I don't even, I can't even tell you hundred percent Netanyahu's fate. You know what I mean? I can't, I can't tell you that because it's not our domestic place. It's not what Q's fighting for. Q's fighting for the full control of the United States right now. Take control of your own country, then we can start working on the geopolitics aspect of it again. And that's where we're at. I got to go, guys. I'm, I'm, I got stuff I have to run and go do. But, um, hey, I wanna, can I tell you it something was, that has nothing to do with this whatsoever? Yeah. I'm dying to tell you, even though it's totally off topic. It's real quick. Um, if you get a chance, when I was looking through some of the key drops today, it was talking about UBL, and I knew they were referring to Osama bin Laden. And sometimes it's spelled with the U, sometimes it's spelled with the O. But the UBL mm-hmm. was they were, they were referring to uh, he was referring to Osama bin Laden, spelled with the U. So then I started thinking about him saying about different meanings, and I I started investigating it, and I found that it, uh, the United Bank Limited, which is the Pakistan Bank, and then uh, but all these uh, deep state controlled countries is where where that bank is at everywhere. And I thought that was really fascinating. And then I started reading about them, and they have this biometric – it's called the UBL uh, for your phone. And they have a biometric uh, verification for transfers, like global transfers. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I see where they're laundering money. You know, it's like certain things are just starting to really stand out now. You know. And uh, I was, I kind of thought that was pretty clever of Hugh to put these different. You know, he's very smart. You know, everything has so many different uh, layers upon meaning. You know. And then, yeah, and that's 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 one that's one cool thing about being a group of anons is because Q will say something, and then fifty anons will find fifty different meanings. You know what I mean? And then and then and then it's like almost (laughs) it's all connected. It's so intentional. You know what I mean? And then then he goes like, and he'll go, and Q will go. Good find anons. See, symbolism will be their downfall. You know what I mean? And it's just it's just crazy how it's it's just crazy how it's happening. You know, and it's, it's but when you have, when you're all working, when you finally start working together as a network, as a unit, you realize how powerful you actually are, and how we're actually controlling the media now. We're steering the media. We're causing them to panic. You know what I mean? That's pretty. That's that's pretty exciting to know. That that you know we're not that significant. Your fingerprint or your thumbprint. I've never had a, a bank code that goes by my facial recognition. You know, the same program they use for surveillance. I'm like that's pretty intense. <laughs> that's pretty. Uh, that's some money right there. You know, they're transferring some stuff. You know, it's like going to spy movies. It's pretty crazy. But Kai, uh, we don't want to hold you hostage, but we appreciate you calling so much, especially since our guest from uh, Singapore hasn't called in yet. But I would have liked to brainstorm with him. And we appreciate everything you do for the show. I noticed that you put a new website up tonight. Did you design that? The what? Trump Nation. Did you design no, that? No, no, no. Trump Town. No, somebody yeah. somebody said, "Hey, there's a new social media going around," and they they showed it to me, and it's 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 basically a social media for Trump supporters. You know, so if you get tired, yeah, if you get kicked off of if you get if you get kicked off of Facebook, go to TrumpTown.com. You can say whatever you want there. 
it's pretty. It's a pretty That's cool awesome. little place. I added you as a friend and got on there, so I'm good. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I'll add you back. It's a, I'll okay, make sure so, I add you back well, when I jump on it. Ty, we really appreciate you. No. Thank hey, you it's always so a blast. Much, I'll come on anytime. Hey, Steve, it was good talking to you, man. And I'll, I'll, I'll hop on sometime just to give me an invite. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're always invited, Ty. We appreciate you, brother. Oh, man. Bye, guys. No. Thank you. Wow. You there, Steve? We're just kind of like, whoa. Sure that's that a hard act to follow, stuck. isn't it? <laughs> man, a I was uh, dying to ask him because uh, he was talking about overturning the house and we needed to do that in 2020. And I was like, it got my attention. I wanted to, I wanted to almost cut him off and, and step dive in there. And the reason being, I have been of the mind and I can't, I hadn't found a lot of other people, uh, that have said the same thing, and that that's it. I believe 100% that the 2018 midterm was a massive nationwide, for the most part, voter fraud thing. Yeah, and that I think it was many, many, many House seats are going to be turned over. And when I think back to President Trump's attitude, I mean, could you not sense a Man, he's got something up his sleeve. He was like, he couldn't care less if we lost the house because they're he all right. already the everything. The Senate was everything. That's, that's what she keeps saying, you know. And like, there's but, no I mean, that's one thing, but still, you know, he's got to care about the house too. It's like it does. It's not like it doesn't matter at all. And he, but he knows he was so cool and chill because he knows. That so many of those seats are going to be overturned, the elections. And you know what? If there's voter fraud in, involved, some of the, some of these voter fraud cases are going to directly implicate the candidate, and, which would uh, mean that they're going to face uh, criminal charges. And then other times, I'm sure there's going to be voter fraud uh, tied to a certain election that the you know, maybe they can't tie it to the candidates. But regardless, they'll have to, they'll, those seats will have to be filled by special elections. And I did look up. There is a, a really almost lengthy cue drop that, if you ask me, tells us plain as day that we are indeed going to bust out, uh, have just a huge bust on the voter fraud situation from 2018 midterms. And uh, that, along with, you know, criminal investigations of other sorts, I mean, things are going to be crazy, folks. It is going to get crazy. But I I believe I heard over 300 seats may be left vacant. Wow. You heard anything about let me see. I have it um, here. I don't remember. I don't have any research written down for that, but I know that it's. <laughs> I know that it's been alluded to because in my mind, that's what I was thinking too. That there's going to be a lot of house seats empty, you know, or, or flipped with the voter fraud sting. But then I thought that was going to happen like right off the bat, and so and it didn't happen. 
I was kind of like, well, you know, maybe I was wrong. So I don't remember well, if I read Mr. Clean's post or not. Well, I've got it right here. It's Q post number 2479. And my gosh, wow, I see the date is uh, November the 11th. So what was this, uh, days after the election? Uh, oh, 11 Anyway, yeah. Oh, see, remember 11, back, 11. there's more than one thing happened on 1111. And uh, yeah. that that is pretty amazing. But anyway, this particular drop, you, okay, you remember the the two maps where it showed the the red area. I'm looking at them right now. Yeah, it shows oh, okay, it. this great. map where the illegal immigrants live perfectly overlaps the blue counties where Democrats vote, and it shows a map of the United States of America with all the blue, which are where the uh, uh, Democrats vote, and then uh, it matches where they won. Yep. Yeah, the, the map where the Democrats won matches perfectly with the the colored map of illegal population. Isn't, yep. isn't that convenient? And then just it's below the map, you know, when it says what if the below could be proven, because of, of course Q can't say we have proof it's of proven. this, but if, if <laughs> exactly. Folks, if you okay, says, well, let me just jump if, into that drop real quick. You want me to read it? Because it says, sure. what if the below could be proven? Election plus Democratic Party officials fill out many thousands of ba- uh, blank dots. We already knew that. <laughs> but now I guess they're saying they could prove it now, you know? Exactly. And they removed it. It talks about removing the legal ballots. Well, we already knew they do that. And uh, organizing non-citizen voting, we already knew that. But we just – they haven't been able to prove it. But we we all know this is happening, you know? So who safeguards the blank ballots, the issues the blank ballots, who controls the blank ballots? Well, did, did, you know, they've caught so many people doing this stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. I just, I like I said, if, Q, if, if Q is is posing these questions in a drop, and again, think of the first line, what if the below can be proven? Well, trust okay. and believe. If, if, if Q says what if the below can be proven – we already have proof, and uh, what uh, you know, it always so much of these things come back to NSA, FISA warrants. My understanding is uh, we got FISA warrants on all of these voter fraud uh, knuckleheads that, that are running these scams nationwide, and we're able to track them even. GPS followed where these bus loads are going from pole to pole, like they've always done for years and years, and now we've we've proved it. And something I I had said on a Facebook post today, I said we've known Democrat voter fraud has been a well-oiled machine for decades. We all know that, and they'd always uh, smugly say, "Prove it," and. I asked some folks, do you really think that a president like Donald J. Trump is going to come in knowing that they're cheating like they have for decades and not run a sting operation on them? You better believe he did, and you better believe we got the goods. So I think the uh, House is going to be turned over sooner than 2020. Yeah, that would be good. 
So what do you think is going to be happening over there in Pakistan here right now? You know, okay, here's here's one thing that, uh, you know, I always think the deep state is connected to everything. Of course they are. They're, they're the evil force that has driven the entire planet for decades. And you you have made this point before that that Trump and his inner circle and uh, the good guys, the white hats, as we call them, folks, uh, across the different parts of the world, that we've done such a good job crippling them, their finances and everything else, that um, a lot of the folks uh, that I have researched seem to believe that we've pretty much got them hogtied, that their ability to launch attacks on us is very limited. And for that reason, because of that, I'm thinking, could Pakistan, this India thing, maybe the only shot they even possibly have left to do something dirty to the world as they're going down. Well, I mean, what they call it, the, the dead mean, man button or whatever. Pakistan has 110 to 130 nuclear warheads. I mean, what we were talking earlier about, you know, what if these non-state actors come in with their own agenda and instigate a crisis? You know, what if, you know, they go in and do something really, really, really evil to India, blow it up, nuke it, you know, what would we do? We'd, we'd get involved, I'm sure, you know. Pakistan's done is really, 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 really crappy for a long time. I was looking up this one uh, bill, and uh, it was, I can't remember the number. I had it written down somewhere. It's H, it's, uh, what is it at? H.R. 5734, and it's where they uh, – were taking out some uh, funding to Pakistan, but it had a whole giant list. I wish I would have printed it out. Just this huge list of all the reasons why they were taking funding away from Pakistan. It was attacks on Americans, and it was bombings and killings and uh, terrorist acts, and it was just and it was a mile long. You know, I'm like, gosh dang, you know, why are we giving somebody who's messed us up this bad? Why are we giving them any money? You know, but they could come in and just I could see how they could really. I could see how they could really come in and set something up on this one that even Q, you know, might not know about. You know, it's kind of scary. Uh, I think they would attack America. You know, I, w- I do. I wouldn't put it at all. You know, they did not. You know, look what happened to nine one one. They've used American soil and American blood before to start a war. And I wouldn't be surprised if Deep State did it and said it was Pakistan or said it was uh, India. You know, probably would say Pakistan. I'm sure. Right. Well, neither one of us knew much of anything about this, obviously, till very recently. But um, Pakistan, I mean, we've noticed President Trump, just his rhetoric towards them. And I mean, I I can't even honestly uh, tell you specifics. I just know that I can recall in, in recent months, uh, him not being so so sweet on Pakistan. I mean, this stuff of us giving out money to the whole world, that wasn't, you know, can you imagine once we get things back under control, that stuff's going to stop. I mean, this was just the deep state controlling America, 
giving our money out. We're going broke and living, you know, um, most Americans living paycheck to paycheck while we're giving billions and billions and billions of dollars to other countries. And that's because uh, the deep state is pulling our the purse strings of America. And I get excited when I think about President Trump upending the deep state. Just just get getting the win once, and I believe it's going to happen. Uh, honest to God, do. I agree. It gets me upset when I think about this stuff. Those people in India are really nice. Are you still there? Did I just drop you? I'm here. Okay, because you know your phone drops a lot. We got quiet. I thought I was sorry about that. I wonder what happened to our caller from China. Hard to tell. We're not going to call him. We're not going to run our, our phone bill up. <laughs> <laughs> well, he got me kind of fired up because virtually he had me like scared, and then he had me like all fired up, ready to fight. And then it's like, well, maybe we're going to fix it. You know, I guess we just don't know what's going on. But I always get this—I don't know—I get this impression from Q like that they, you know. Plan for all this, you know, and maybe that's just a false sense well, of security. But I kind of, kind of feel like they're gonna take him out before they can do anything. Hopefully, he's he seems like he was, you know, for lack of a maybe a better word, he seems scared. He seems genuinely scared that something was is really going to happen. And am I am I correct? Didn't he say that India uh, ordered all their food banks to be opened to distribute? I mean, he almost made it sound like get rid of all the food. Well, get yeah, he did say that because he is concerned. I think he has relatives there, you know, and they and they are struggling. But I was researching today because he had said that, and I couldn't find any really research on what was happening in, in India with the food. But what I did find uh, that in Pakistan, that of course the media, of course, is more slanted towards Pakistan, you know. But uh, basically, it was saying that on the economic side, that they're getting hit by all sides by this little skirmish that they're having, and uh, that it, they've been significantly affected. Uh, shipments are delayed, uh, goods are getting more expensive, and today the rupee had touched dollar thirty nine, one hundred thirty nine point eight, so thirty nine point eight per U.S. dollar above. And so um, basically they said there were two major trade expos that were uh, postponed, and so the trade is uh, – it's just a big trade loss right now going on because of the skirmishes. And uh, a lot of the shipments that are being exported by the sea, they're being delayed. And this one guy, he was saying that um, – I wasn't really sure. It, wasn't really, it was really hard to understand him because he had that real heavy accent. But I think basically he was saying that uh, – so the the rubies at dollar thirty nine or one thirty nine, and so he says like his bank pays him four or five rubies less than the actual open market rate of one thirty nine, and he says that uh, it pays like one thirty five, and the bank converts the money and puts it in his account, and if the person doesn't agree to the money, it just goes back, and this is how Pakistan is retaining the dollars to others, but. They're, uh, you know, they're losing money. Everything's just going to hell. I mean, they can't go by the sea. They can't go by the air. You know? Everything's rising in cost. Money's losing its value. The trade is just going to hell. 
also, I mean, it's definitely having a big economic hit. I know in Pakistan, so I'm sure it is in India too, you know? And that's probably where it's coming right. with the food. What Mike when Singapore was talking about and about them not having food or, you know, having to open it up to feed people. Because there's there's probably, you know, the shipments coming in are being limited because of everything that's going on. Especially when you're flying around in these F sixteens, you know? Shooting people out of the air. <laughs> it's not, not the most friendly environment there you know you're talking about this is really hostile and why isn't yeah why is. isn't the media talking about that? you're talking about I, like i said i was really shocked kind of i really didn't know this much about this this what's going on there and so i was really glad mike brought it to our attention and gave me some time to start studying but then when i started looking at all these uh things stirring up in the pot for india and uh pakistan it i can see how it could be escalated very 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 quickly you know and, uh, and they are contingent with each other. They are right in each other's face. You know, they do got deep state actors pushing them and paying them and plotting and scheming them, I'm sure, you know? Absolutely. So, that's, that's exactly. The, a terrorist attack by Pakistan set this off. A bombing that killed, what, 40 people? Guaranteed yeah. deep state was directly behind that. And that this is this this may be their best chance to do something because you know a, again your, yourself and a lot of anons that I've heard uh, feel like that we we the people the white hats of the world have the deep state under our thumb in such great control now that they can't even launch a. a, a Last minute, what do they call it, dead man switch or whatever. You know, I'm going to yeah. die, so we might as well take the rest of you out. Uh, is this possibly their the their last hope of maybe being able to do something like this? Because I mean, there there are the people that's been in control of the world their entire lives are getting ready to be executed or or locked up for life. And they don't, they're evil to the core. So they don't care if they take the whole rest of the world out or as many millions as they can. Could Pakistan be their last hope of doing something crazy? Is what I'm wondering. Hey, you know, it seems, it seems like it's pretty obvious that Deep State did that attack because, like I said, when I did, did my research, I don't think I could really find it. It said a Pakistan. Pakistani-based terror group claimed responsibility for his attack, you know, for the suicide bomber. So I'm thinking, well, who who is this Pakistan-based terror group? What's their name? Who are they? You know, which one is it? You know, does it represent all of Pakistan, or is it just an isolated group? Who did what terror group? And to me, that's like saying deep state, you know, one of the little ISIS, little Muslim Brotherhood thing going on. You know, absolutely, absolutely. But I just think uh, when I start thinking of, like I said when I, earlier, when I was looking at that globe and looking at the population there, 1.6 billion just between those two countries, and then thinking about China and Europe, and I mean, the, you know, these places are packed. You know, these cities are packed. They have a huge population, and you know, the nuclear war between those two—that's that's gonna that's gonna be catastrophic. And we need to pray to Jesus. That this gets squashed quickly, Absolutely. and that deep state does not get away with this. The devil does not get away with this. 
I mean, as far as the Venezuelan stuff, uh, that's sad. That's just a really sad situation, and I'm just, I don't really know what, what's going to happen with that either. But Kai seems to think it's going to end up in violence quickly, you know, and he's usually I right mean, about I've all learned, this stuff. He's really smart. I've learned a lot of stuff about Venezuela from him as it was not as I thought it was as simple as a good guy coming in to take over for a, uh, you know, of course, where am I getting my information? I don't watch any news, but that just was the appearance I got that that uh, the guy that has been in was a commie. Uh, here comes a new guy, and all he is is deep state, too. Yeah. It's, it's always a pleasure to have eye on. He's so smart. Oh my God, he's so smart. There's just nothing he doesn't know about. You know, nothing. He's just so uh, talented. He's, he's he's probably got to ride around in a big truck with his brain riding in the back. That man is <laughs> it, he is sharp. I just, I mean, he he knows everything. I could just tell by the couple of subjects we covered. Well, he knows a lot more about this uh, subject than I do, that's for sure. But I think we've done a pretty good job this show explaining it and kind of talking about what's going on and giving some people the history of you know, how contentious it's been between Pakistan and, and uh, India. I wish that Mike would have called. I know that he really wanted to get the word out. He uh, wanted us to pray for both countries, and the other day my mom, she listens to the show. Hi, Mom. I know you're out there. She was like, can I ask you a question? Why Why did you say to pray for Pakistan? Aren't they the bad guys? I said, yeah, they are the bad guys. I said, but why, why wouldn't we pray for them? Why, why wouldn't we pray for them? You know, there's so many innocent children and innocent people there that, you know, this is such a horrific thing. If this goes down the way it could possibly go down with the arsenal that these two have collected, it's just god-awful. And the suffering and the human suffering, you know, why wouldn't we pray that this, this stops, you know? And uh Pray for them to open up their eyes to the deep state manipulation or the whatever is going on to make them act this way. You know, with such hate. Maybe there could be some healing. Well, the Bible tells us, even if we saw them all as our en- enemy, the Bible tells us to pray for our enemy. That's like that's ooh, that's like drinking bad tasting medicine. It's hard to do, but you know, biblically, it's what we're supposed to do. I've done it a lot. It's a tough one, but say, the, the Bible to... says that pr- praying for your enemy is like dumping hot coals upon his head. So if you want, if you want to dump some hot coals upon your enemy's head, just pray for him. Pray for him, and Lord will the Lord will smite him for you. That's right. Speaking of the Lord, I guess uh, we're probably going to go ahead and close out the show, and I'll get you to say a prayer for us tonight, if you don't mind. I know there's a few people that I'd like to keep in there if you don't want to add them to that list. My nephew Nick's in the hospital. He's been really sick. So uh, do you think you could add him on the prayer too tonight? Absolutely. All these other countries. And my mom's been sick also. So. Who? My mom. Your mom. Okay. And if I forget him, just cut in and... God God will let you cut in and, and add whatever. But uh, dear Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, we lift up our praise to you, Lord. We're so thankful and grateful 
for just being you, for being our all, our everything. Uh, we we thank you, Lord, for all the blessings. Without you, we're nothing. And, Lord, we, we ask you to bless our nation, bless our president, bless his family and all those uh, that surround him and protect him. I say blessing, but I say protecting too, uh, with legions of angels protect him and his family and those who help to protect him, protect them all, Lord. And uh, Lord, we're asking you to hear us from heaven. Hear us, hear our prayer, Lord, uh, to bless bless this entire planet. And Lord, we thank you for sending President Trump. We know that you've taken many an imperfect man and and turned him into the man that you need him to be, to be, to deliver your people, uh, to, to shine the light of the Lord for, for others. And, Lord, we know that he's your chosen one, and we thank you for that. And uh, ask, Lord, uh, that, that folks uh, will continue to pray for his protection. And, uh, Lord, bless uh, Hurricane Ann's mama, and bless Nick, Ask you to bless my mama and all of our listeners. If you've got, if they've got family out there, I know some do that are sick or injured or or need healing physically or maybe spiritually. Lord, just ask you abundant blessings for us all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. We still have a few minutes left before the show goes off, and I had uh, downloaded a clip from. Joe M. on Killing the Mockingbird, and I just can't play this enough times for people, but it's really awesome. So I'm just going to go ahead and play that while the last five minutes uh, runs out on the clock, and I think if you are want to stay on and listen to this clip, you're going to really enjoy it. And I uh, thank you for getting the show tonight, Steve. Always a pleasure. Thank you, ma'am. And thank you, folks. And I'm we love you. To this video. Our clip. <laughs> Good night. By now, you may already be aware that America was on the verge of being completely destroyed by a gang of very powerful criminals who had made their way right into the heart of power. We didn't notice because they had become our most trusted leaders, entertainers, and politicians. But then things changed. In 2016, patriots in the U.S. military took back power legitimately with the election of Donald Trump. Plunged directly into the damage and sickening destruction caused to America and the world. They got to work dismantling the branches of this powerful secret shadow government that was in the process of siphoning off America's vast wealth to their global masters. After two years of a dramatic covert operation that was to include the gutting of the corrupt CIA, FBI, and Justice Department, they now face the last remaining pillar of the deep state, their vast media empire. They were using this unparalleled power to confuse the people of the world and distract from their criminality and subversion. They recognized that division and hate among people was the most effective way to keep us occupied and ignorant while they robbed us blind, engineered senseless trade deals, and destroyed distant lands for their own personal gain. The mainstream media, both in America and beyond, now remains the gravest threat to the people of the world. The battle for the American soul began in October 2017 with an NSA intelligence operation that we call Q. For the first time, the people were shown the reality of the world they live in, the extent of the corruption and crime that had been destroying their society for decades. Most of all, it showed them the path to their own liberation. Finally, on July 31, 2018, in Tampa, Florida, President Donald Trump, avoiding the corrupt media channels by speaking directly to the people, allowed Q followers to display their support publicly. 
This deliberate action forced the deep state media to cover the story, as not doing so would raise a level of curiosity that could lead to a devastating mass awakening. To defend against this, they joined together in an unprecedented combined global mass media assault against Q, hoping they could deter the public from discovering the truth about our world. They call it a conspiracy, a word associated with unlawful or nefarious actions, depicting Q followers as a danger to society instead of peace-loving patriots just trying to break free from the prison of the mind that was created for them. Their attack on Q was to be just one of countless knowingly false narratives started and pushed by the criminals that control our media. They said Trump colluded with Russia to win the 2016 presidential election. They said he was a puppet to Putin. They claimed he would hurt relationships with our allies. They said he would collapse the economy and the stock market. We heard he was about to go to war with North Korea. They are saying he will do the same with Iran. They even said he would destroy the whole world. These vague narratives kept on coming, and they spread them with full knowledge that they were lies meant to stop the one force that could end them for good. It's time the American people and those all over the world ask themselves what is really going on. What are the people who control our media afraid of? What are they hiding? If you look, you will discover that the fake news media is not free or independent. You will see it is just a propaganda arm of the deep state. You will discover the names and faces of the cabal agents who have colluded to destroy our republic and bend us to their will. They want you divided. Divided by race. Divided by religion. Divided by political affiliation. They want this because divided you are weak. Together you are strong. It's time to research for yourself. You will find many things, among them an unprecedented number of sealed indictments filed in preparation for a mass arrest event. You will also discover an unprecedented list of corrupt CEOs who have recently been removed from their posts. You will see the same in the Senate and in Congress. And you will see the same at the top of the FBI and the Justice Department. This movement is not about one person or a group of people. It is about we, the people. The world is currently witnessing the largest mass treason event in living history. But instead of being fearful, we should be filled with hope. Instead of fighting among ourselves, we should face our only true enemy, the criminal deep state and their once invincible mainstream media apparatus. Do you want to free yourself? It's easy. Follow Q and turn them off.